Welcome to episode 10 of Inbound Sales Journey. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about tracking your sales outreach efforts. Uh, in the previous episode, we talked about uh, how to set up a sales system that doesn't allow prospects to slip through the cracks. So if you're interested in that, you can go and check that out. Um, but today we're going to be talking a little bit about one of my favorite tools, which is Sidekick, and how that pairs up nicely with not only helping you in your outreach efforts, but the importance of tracking uh, the different types of outreach that you're doing uh, and the most effective ways to do that. So, Gray, are you ready uh, to dive in on this? Man, I am ready. It's a beautiful day, Ryan. We're recording this on a Friday. We're gearing up for Do Inbound Happy Hour, which is uh, an awesome conversation with Do Inbound customers. Um, I'm ready to podcast, man. Let's do this. I'm heading to the beach tonight, so I'm going on vacation to Charleston, South Carolina with my wife, so I am... That sounds uh, terrible, Ryan. Yeah, I know, right? Who wants to lay on the beach for a week? Yeah. Ugh. The worst. <laughs> cool. Well, great. Uh, why don't you, if you don't mind opening this one up, uh, can you give everyone an intro, just kind of a basic intro to Sidekick? Now, this might be already familiar to uh, some of the listeners, um, but just like a quick background on what it is and uh, the importance of it for, for our agency and some of the ways we use it. Sure. So I will start out with what Sidekick it. No, I'll start out with uh, why Sidekick. Sidekick Man, the two are the same. We're going to go back to what I said first, and I'm going to intro with what Sidekick is. So Sidekick, which is GetSidekick.com, that'll be linked up in the show notes here. But it is, HubSpot touts it as a sales acceleration tool. Um, at its most basic function that, that the majority, like the most people use it for, it's email tracking, letting you know. So they insert a tracking pixel into your emails that you want tracked, and it lets you know when people... Uh, have looked at your emails. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're not using either Sidekick or a tool like this, that would surprise me. No offense. So go go start using it now. But um, it pulls up. So it, it's got a ton of really cool features. Um, but the email tracking is kind of at the at the core of what it does. It pulls up. Um, you, you've got the ability to do some email scheduling with the tool, so you can schedule stuff to go out. And that is functionality that is included in a number of other similar tools. Um, so I'm just a couple off the top of my head. There's Streak, which is a CRM that sits inside of Gmail, but that has tracking. Uh, Yesware, I know that that's uh, email that, an email tool that a number of uh, sales folks use, and it's got um, some Salesforce task management stuff built into that. Tout app is another one that's relatively popular. So there, there are some competitors out there. Sidekick ties right into HubSpot. And as you are browsing the web and looking at prospects' websites, it'll also pull up some insights on them. So it, it gives you profiles right inside of your email application if you're using Gmail or Outlook um, or Apple Mail, something like that. It'll also So it'll give you some information in there and that person's uh, timeline. It'll also, if you're browsing the web, give you profiles so you can click on and get some information about the companies who you're looking at, like uh, you know, like revenue, where they are located, um, how big the organization is generally. It'll try and pull up some context for you. So there's a whole lot of different things that Sidekick does for you to answer the question, Ryan. And um, we chose Sidekick because of the integration with HubSpot. And so the way that we use it primarily is for... Uh, gathering information about prospects and then understanding their engagement level. Um, so we also, I guess the other the other component that I didn't mention, but email templates. So you can use if you're using Gmail, you can use canned responses. But um, but HubSpot, 
using Sidekick, which is built by HubSpot, you can have email templates, which live inside your CRM, and automatically uh, insert those along with personalization based on the contact properties that are being pulled in from HubSpot. So with canned responses, you can't pull in. You can say, hi, blank, um, you know, here's my whole message, thanks, Gray. But you can't say hi and have it pull in the person's first name from HubSpot, which with Sidekick you can. I'm sure that some of the other tools must have that. I'm not sure. I haven't used uh, any of those tools for templates previously. Um, and I don't know how well they tie into your CRM. But um, but anyways, that's that's another big feature that we use it for. So we use it just to accelerate the life of the salesperson. And, and not just on the sales side. We also use it on the client delivery side. So we've got a full tracked profile inside of um, a contacts HubSpot record where we can see not only what pages have they looked at, what forms have they filled out on the website, the traditional HubSpot information, but now we also have information on what emails have been sent, um, what calls have been tracked, uh, pulls in information about the company that they're at, all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of a quick background on Sidekick, how we use it, why we use it. Ryan, anything I skipped over that you want to add in there? Uh, no, that's pretty thorough. One thing I want to talk about though, Gray, is free versus paid. Um, so one question I have, and I actually don't know the answer to this, uh, how long did you guys use the free version before we switched to the paid version, which we switched fairly recently, but is this something you guys have been using for a while and why, why did we decide to make the switch? Yeah, we've been using it since it first came out, actually before it came out publicly and they've said they've been in beta for a while, but um, man, at this point, I don't even know how long we've been using it, but for quite a while, uh, since, since it first came out, because it was a tool that HubSpot promoted that worked really well for tracking email sends and who's opening it, where they're opening it, what device they're opening it on, how many times they're opening it, all that kind of information. Uh, the, there wasn't a paid version of site. Well, no, that's not true. You know what? There was a paid version, I think from the beginning. So the free version you get 200, and in the beginning, that's largely all the tool did was it, there wasn't the CRM. The CRM wasn't live at that point. So Sidekick came out prior to the CRM. It may have come out the year prior. I should have done some research before we started talking about this, Ryan. But um, it may have come out the year prior to the CRM, uh, like a full year ahead of time. And it was largely email tracking at that point. So if you paid for it, you could pay $10 per month per user and get unlimited email notifications. Or you could invite other people, you know, similar to the Dropbox, the model that Dropbox popularized. You can invite other people and have unlimited notifications as well. And that was really predominantly what we used it for at that point because we weren't using the HubSpot CRM, um, didn't have, you know, the ability for templates and all that stuff. So we used it for free for quite a while, probably, I don't know, a year, year and a half. Um, and then upgraded. And so by upgrading, you you get unlimited notifications. Uh, the price on on uh, Sidekick for Business is at least at this point that we're recording this um, fifty dollars per user per month. But that gets you a ton of additional reporting on the templates and how reporting uh, or how how templates how effective certain templates are. You can share those across your team. Now the templates thing, I haven't really. Uh, gone deep into that, but you're probably using that now. Have some idea of of what that looks like. If you use it for free, and HubSpot had said when they um, when they started selling Sidekick for business uh, as the kind of the CRM upgrade for HubSpot uh, that it was going to be fifty dollars per user per month, and that 
that is, you have to pay that to get access to templates. They've since changed that, and so now you can use five templates for free. Um, we wanted to use a lot more templates. Uh, having calling through the CRM, I mentioned this in the last episode when we were talking about base, the ability to place calls directly through your CRM. So for free, I think you get maybe 60 minutes per month where you can uh, dial someone's number, have it be recorded inside the CRM, take notes on the call. You don't have to go jump on your phone and make that call or use another application, which is super convenient. It's all tracked right inside the CRM, um, and that's that's helped us out a lot. But uh, but you get 60 minutes for free, so obviously that's you know that could be one or two sales calls, kind of tops. So for if you pay for it, I don't I don't uh, know right off the top of my head. I think it's like a thousand minutes. It is. It's a thousand. Yep. Get. Okay. So you, you have a lot of these other features, uh, which may or may not be important to your business, um, but that is why we upgraded, and it's been well worth it. That's money well spent. Yeah. Now that I would say, you know, of all the expenses as we look as a business, the the one that I value from the most, well, that might be hard to say, but uh, yeah, I would say probably being the sales rep for us uh, is Psychic for Business. Well, so, you're in sales, man. <laughs> you don't you don't have a choice. That's great. What great. Who needs that other that. stuff? Let's cut costs other <laughs> other places. I need my Psychic for Business. There you go. But the reason that for me it's it's so important is uh, a lot of the tracking features. So one thing that I think a lot of salespeople are notoriously bad at is uh, looking at the data behind what what they're doing. So, and this is something that I struggled with. It's something that I've worked with a lot of salespeople and we would always get into our sales meetings on Monday mornings and the sales managers would be like, okay, like who's doing what, how's it going? And everyone was like, yeah, I think like, you know, you could just tell everyone was either like completely lying or people were just fessing up to like, I'm not really keeping as close of an eye as I should on, on <laughs> right. things. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So for me, that's kind of like my background and in coming into things. And then I realized like, I guess I had a little bit of a light bulb moment when I was reading Marco Bears's book on the sales acceleration formula and just trying to take sales from an art to more of a science and what kind of benefits that can have on your on your company or your agency, you know, really universally across the board in sales. And so after reading that book and thinking more about, okay, how do we get better at actually figuring out what kind of outreach results that we're getting? What does that mean for us? And then start trying to forecast a little better based on, okay, if I have to send X amount of emails to get X amount of leads to get, you know, X amount of demos to to clients, what does that process look like and what are those numbers? Because when I first started, we didn't know that. We had no idea what, what that is. And I think a lot of agencies really don't know what, what that what that is. And if you can figure that out, the impact that it has on your business is huge because then you have data that can show you basically your future. And if you are willing to do this amount of activities, this is what your future will look like. Uh, and so for us, that, that was something that I really wanted to figure out and start as a best practice from the beginning. And I think the reason a lot of salespeople aren't that good at it or don't like it is it takes time to try to pull some of these reports together. Well, then when I started using Sidekick for Business, when I created all my email templates and realized that if we had the, the premium version, I could then track open rates and click rates and and kind of go through the process of, okay, how many emails of these am I sending to these types of personas that we have? What is that yielding for me in terms of connect calls and then presentation calls and then, you know, getting them through that process? Well, now I know 
what my efforts are actually yielding. And as a salesperson, that's, that's important to know because now I can try to break it down into more of a science instead of just feeling like, Hey, sometimes I'm lucky and sometimes I'm not, or maybe I had an off day or had an on day. Let's just look at the, the mathematics behind it. Um, and that's why I think tracking is so important and why I like sidekick for business is I think that it has some areas of improvements and hopefully they're, they're making some improvements in tracking and trying to go more towards like the holistic sales process, not just how many emails and things are getting open, but what does that mean for presentations, uh, that you then get, and then like a little bit further on through that buying process, which there's ways I manually do that now, but it's kind of a workaround, I think, until they can start tracking things a little bit further. But, um, man, it's been, that's made a huge difference for us, Gray. And I don't even know when I, before I came on, did you guys have any way of, of tracking some of these metrics or was it just kind of, you know, if we land the deal, awesome. And hopefully they just keep coming, coming in, but no like real planned sales outreach that was tracked. Right. Good question. So there wasn't a lot of, and what you said, Ryan, the, the key thing that you said is just making this easy for people. Nobody's going to go in. Nobody wants to spend their time going in and doing the math on how many emails I sent converted to this. So what we had previously was we could look at deal stages inside um, inside the CRM and see here's you know here's the typical progression through these different deal stages. But didn't have a whole lot tracked in terms of the front end. How do we get people into that connect call? In the first place, like what drives that or um, what messages that we send. Um, and we've seen this a lot on the do inbound side, Ryan. I think where a lot of the email templates, there's been a lot of testing there as well. Um, but also on the global box side, I'd say the biggest difference is that we just didn't have many templates built out ahead of time. Like uh, it was largely just a custom response to every single answer, which just took a ton of time. Um, so templatizing more of what we do and then if the the benefit of templatizing, a lot of people, I think that sales folks aren't going to object to this, but if you're listening to this and you're an agency owner or um, or maybe and maybe not, maybe salespeople will uh, do have some hesitations about this, but you think templates, like that's less personal, that's not going to work as well. But what's tough is if everything's personal, there's nothing to test and figure out how to improve really. So at least having templates as starting points um, or just you know largely using the templates that gives you some information. You're always going to have some custom pieces to it, but that gives you some data to figure out how to improve. What subject lines get opened? What uh, subject lines or calls to action inside of your emails, even when they are one-to-one emails, um, what gets a response? So I think it gave us a lot of the front-end data to figure out how to improve the top of the funnel, um, possibly more so even than at the bottom of the funnel. So what do you think about that, Ryan? Would you agree, disagree? Uh, I do agree, and I think... Like the personalization was one thing that even I as a salesperson was like, okay, if I'm templatizing all of this, how how good is it going to sound? And what I found was when I first started doing it, I was writing it like a templated email. So you could like clearly tell like, all right, this this wasn't like written by Ryan just to me. And getting my head around, okay, what I started doing was writing up custom emails and then just copying and pasting them into templates and saying, okay, how could this fit into a templated setting uh, you know, for, for outreach and making it sound more like this is coming from Ryan. So having the ability to pull in the personal information, uh, is really helpful from that. But I think one area that salespeople need to understand is, or one thing that they need to understand is just write it like coming from you. And 
there's all these resources for templates that work in 40% of the time or 50% of the time or whatever that is. But like what I found is if I just write it based on my personality and how I actually sound and don't try to make it sound too professional or too, you know, this or that, or just copy and pasting templates from the internet, like that helped my open rates and click rates so much more. And the thing that I like really like to do as well is just keep it short and sweet. So I don't write a four paragraph email to people that is a, a templated version of why they should talk to me and what Guava Box is and what it can do for them. It's just very short and sweet, value adding quickly, directly to the point, and, and not just saying, hey, we should talk more about this, I have a call, but it's just a quick call to action in the end. Like if you're interested in discussing further, let me know. And especially early on, you know, the first few that I send, it's not like here's a time to schedule my calendar, let's talk. It's this is something I noticed specifically about your company. This is how, you know, this is some value that I can add. If you want to talk more about this, I'd be happy to. And in the beginning, that that's really helpful, but just short, sweet, to the point, not four paragraphs, not clearly a templated email, but trying to make it feel as personal as possible has been uh, like really helpful for me. Right. Ryan, a lot of people say, if you listen to what the best practices are for sales, and I know that you've uh, worked on figuring out what this is specifically for Guava Box. Um, but a lot of people say just as, like the assumed close or the assumed next action. So instead of saying, hey, if you're interested, do you want to do this? They recommend saying, you know, just assuming that we're going to do this. So book my calendar for this time. Or these are the three times that work for me. Which one works best for you? Instead of saying, does one of these times work? Just which one works best for me? Um what are your thoughts on obviously you've opted for the approach that's not uh you know it's not thrown out as as long and and personally if if I get an email from someone I much appreciate that response um but do you have I don't know if you have any numbers on which one's worked better or why you made that change that you want to share wait, wait, which change in specific are you talking so about So the the change from going from uh us kind of the assumed next meeting where you'd be more direct and say, do you want to talk at one of these three times or uh, which time works best for you to what you just mentioned where you've been less like less of a hard close or hard salesy effort? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. So when I first started, I did more of the like pick this time or does this time work for you? And honestly, it's not, there's not like a right or a wrong way. It really depends on the person, but what I'm experimenting now is let's just go straight value add. And then if you'd like to discuss now, if I'm not getting responses or, you know, we keep going down that path, or maybe they just say, Hey, I'm interested in discussing. Like what I use is, is okay. Are you interested in discussing? If I even just get like a yes, like, Hey, this is something that's relevant to me. Then I transition it into the, okay, let's pick a time to discuss. But like, if you go right off the bat with schedule my time, like for a lot of people, it's just a little too hot and heavy, a little too quick, you know? And so that, that's like a personal thing for me. I'm not saying this is the right way or the end all be all, but what I found lately is, you know, in the past two weeks, this has been something I've been experimenting with just going with this approach. And I've already started to get a lot of emails are just like, Hey, like, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, this is something I've been been thinking about. And they might not say, can we book a time right now to talk? But then that's my follow-up. 
Well, great. I have more more information I'd like to share with you on that. Let's let's talk at this time or this time. Uh, and I don't know too, Gray, how many people use um, like uh, something like Acuity or Calendly or any of these services that allow people to just pick a time on your calendar. Um, but that's something that uh, I really like as well. Is you know if they say, hey, this is something that's relevant to me. I am interested in this. I will just send them, hey, you know what? That's awesome. Here's a direct link to my calendar. And we have a little, you know, personalized guava box chat with Ryan and it's, you could pick 15 minutes and I'll just give you a call and we'll talk then because what starts to make things go, maybe not like down South, like usually it'll still happen and it's fine, but it's kind of frustrating for both people. If you have to email back and forth five or six times to say, oh, this time doesn't work. Oh, this time works because you want people to just say, Hey man, that was really good information. Hey, here's the link just to schedule my calendar directly. And they, they pick that and makes that process easier. So I, I'm not also that big of a fan of just saying, hey, here's three times or e- even worse, like what what day works for you? You know, it's just kind of like, hey, you can go ahead and right here and schedule it. And that's been really helpful for me as well. Awesome. That, that is a good resource, Ryan. We use, we've uh, had previously used Calendly. There's a lot of tools, schedule once, meet me, do it all. There's a million different um, alternatives, but Acuity scheduling is what we use now. And you can find... Uh, you, you can just head to acuityscheduling.com to learn more. If you want to know specifically how we've set this up at Guava Box and customize the design and um, kind of all the ins and outs of how we've used it, and you can learn about what the tool actually does and looks like, <clears throat> we will link up in the show notes the links to another episode of or some other episodes of a new newer podcast called Agency Toolbox, which I put out, and that is kind of all the tools that we use um, to run our agency the ways that we've learned to uh, to use those. So I'll share with you guys. Uh, I think there are four different episodes that are out for that about how we have it set up, what it looks like, why we've chosen that tool, um, how to customize the front end, how to integrate that with your HubSpot pages, um, and a bunch of pre-made templates for you guys there. So that stuff will be available uh, through the Do Inbound Learning Center. If you just go to doinbound.com slash learning center, um, you can find the show notes for this podcast and all the links to Agency Toolbox. I'm sure if you just Google Agency Toolbox and Acuity Scheduling as well, you'll find the links there. All right, Ryan. Well, we will wrap this episode up here. Thanks for joining us in episode number 10 of the Inbound Sales Journey podcast. It's been fun, Ryan, to get to uh, make it through the first 10 episodes. We've we've made it through so far. Uh, really enjoyed the feedback that we're hearing. So if you guys have... Uh, thoughts on how to improve the show, topics you'd like to hear in the future, or tips for how you guys do do sales, go ahead and hit us up. Let us know those. Either leave a comment on the show notes page or uh, hit us up on Twitter at Ryan R. Herman and at S. Gray McKenzie. If you're feeling especially generous, we'd appreciate it if you would either shoot an email out to somebody you know who you think would benefit from this podcast or leave us a review on iTunes. That helps the podcast uh, rank higher and be found easier for folks who are looking for inbound sales resources. All right. Well, until next time, keep improving your sales processes and we will talk to you soon.